It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The end has finally come. The magic season is put to rest, but... The lasting image, the lasting bit that we had of this year's Orlando Magic was fun. Was just pure joy. And that was actually one of the things the Magic wanted to accomplish. One last fun ride here, at least for regular season talk, on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 11th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic have one last joyful ride in the regular season, picking up a win over the Miami Heat. We'll talk about how that joy really permeated through the whole season, was part of what this team wanted to accomplish and why that's no longer enough for the team moving forward. We'll also also go through the box box score, chat a little bit more about some final regular season thoughts. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it's at lunch, on your way home from work, while you're working out, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day Every day, there's great Locked On podcast out at the offseason here covering every single team in the NBA, plus great podcasts in the NFL and MLB too. No matter who your team is, check it out. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every 
day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As the Orlando Magic wrapped up a 125 to 111 victory over the Miami Heat, um, it did not feel like the end of the season. Um, I've been to a lot of end of season games um, for a team that has often been out of the playoff race for months before. Um, I have watched, you know, end of season games are always weird, so don't we're not going to read too much into what actually happened in the game, um, but. Usually, there it's not a, a, a funeral procession. It's not like the team is dead or dying or anything or just eager to go. But you, you can kind of feel everyone's ready for it to end. Uh, seasons like the one the Magic just completed where they finished 22-60 and 60, um, usually are not joyful. There's usually just a sense of this long, hard slog is over. We got to the end, and now we can start thinking about how we can get better for next season, or, or, or you know, head into an off season of uncertainty. It's it's very rarely kind of a celebration, um, or, or or wanting to be a celebration. Uh, last night's game against the Miami Heat, even with Wendell Carter, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and Franz Wagner out of the game, did not feel like the last day of school. It did not feel like one, two, three, Cancun. It did not feel like those guys want the work to end. It does not feel like they're ready for this team to break apart, um, to, to, to go their separate ways for a little while. Um, it, it's It's been an undeniable story throughout the course of the season how tied together this team is. Jamal Mosley, the head coach, has talked so much about it throughout the course of the year. You could just watch the team and just see how much they all support each other and want to work hard for each other. Um, Sunday's game against the Miami Heat was not the last day of school by any stretch of the imagination. It was instead a, almost a celebration or a last chance to celebrate each other with every big moment in the game, whether it was a Mo Wagner dunk, whether it was a Markel Fultz pass, whether it was just a regular basket, everyone was engaged in the game on their feet cheering and trying to support each other. Uh, this was a weird game. No doubt about it. Orlando and Miami combined to shoot 108 three-point attempts. The Magic shot in a franchise record 58 three-point attempts. They made a franchise tie record tying 23. Yes, this team, without four starters, tied the vaunted 2009 Magic's 23 three-point record. Granted, much different NBA now than it was in 2009, but still nonetheless an impressive feat. Uh, and you got to make the shots regardless of anything else. Um, you know, again, it, just because it happened in a weird context doesn't mean you didn't do it. And like I said last year, when Cole Anthony scored 40, 45 or 42, whatever it was, better to know that he can do it than he can't do it. Um, yeah, the, the team that this team's going to hold the hold a, ma a magic three point record for at least a little while. But everything was filled with this joy. Everything was filled with this enthusiasm, and really. For this entire season, that never wavered. This team never wavered in how much they wanted to play and fight for each other. That never wavered how much this team wanted to get the work together, to go to work together, to play with these guys, and ultimately to see this team grow. There's obviously a big next step coming, and we'll talk more about that later on in the week. Uh, you know, uh, Today I want to focus on looking back rather than looking forward, but there is a big next step coming. 
Everyone understands that. There is no more being happy with just growth and development. Um, the Magic laid their foundation this year. They began to figure out what kind of team they want to be, and they'll have to start adding players to kind of support that. But they want to take steps forward. Next year does not have to be a playoff year necessarily, I don't think. Um, we'll obviously see what happens in the offseason. The draft lottery will play a big role in that as well. Um, next season does not necessarily have to be a playoff season, but it can't be a 25-win season. It can't be a season down at the bottom of the standings. So the, the games next season have to have meaning in a way that they didn't this year and never really did this year. One of Jamal Mosley's goals this year, throughout the course of the season, he repeated this over, over and over again, was to play together and to play with joy. Um, you know, remember back in the offseason, Jamal Mosley's kind of three principles were um, play with pace, uh, play with the pass, play together. Um, you know, it was kind of one of his big things. And playing together included being happy, you know, having fun out there, um, playing with a joy and passion for this game. And again, that is probably the easiest thing to kill because it's hard to go to work every day when you're losing. It's hard to go to work every day when you're not experiencing success. And to get a team, especially a young team, to buy into this idea that there is a bigger picture out there, that there's a, a, a bigger vision to buy into out there, um, is abundantly clear. It, it, it's really hard to do it. And I think Jamal Mosley deserves a lot of credit and getting the team to buy into that vision, to keep playing hard, to do positive things, even in small snippets, uh, to kind of start building this thing up, to build the foundation of who they want to be. And a lot of that is seen in how this team finished the year. A lot of that, that is seen in how the team still cheers each other on and plays for each other. This was not the heart and hustle year. There's definitely some thoughts and some people who believe that this could be heart and hustle 2.0. And there's a lot of talk about that early in the season, that this was a team that maybe could defy the odds a little bit by just playing on pure grit and effort. Um, people forget, though, that heart and hustle team was full of veteran players. Those were not young guys. Daryl Armstrong, ball have been in the league a little bit. This team was just too young. Ultimately too young to consistently play 48 minutes. Ultimately too young to kind of keep their attention and focus on the details. Um, still learning those details in the first place. Too young to convert offensively consistently with the roster and the, and the offense that they were running. Everything this year was about something beyond this year. It was about next year, the year after. But to keep on the grind, to keep on the work, to keep building toward that, to a vision, a future that no one really sees and no one really knows, and frankly, some of these players may not be a part of. That took incredible coaching from Jamal Mosley. That took incredible buy-in from the players. It took, in, it took something incredible to stay in it throughout the course of the season. The Magic did a lot of really good things all year. In, in a lot of ways, and, and we'll go back and kind of look at it, in a lot of ways, this season was a success. In a lot of ways, it's still incomplete. It's still undetermined. And we'll evaluate all that in the coming days. But for now, this group, this team, the Magic, 
played with a passion and energy that fans can connect with, that this team connected with, and that can indeed be the base of something. As Jamal Mosley said, and we'll talk more about this in the coming days, now the team has to level up. Now the team has gone through a season. They understand what the coaching staff is looking for. They understand the attention to detail and, and the focus they're going to need to be successful. Now comes the hard part. It's easy to it's easy to have fun. It's easy to buy in. It's easy to believe when there's no pressure to win. And there was none this year. Next year there will be. And we'll see just how tied together this group really is. For now, this first day of the offseason, they just want to get back to work. And probably most encouragingly, they want to get back to work together. We'll go through the final box score, recap the Orlando Magic's win over the Miami Heat in a little bit more detail coming up in just a moment. But first, it is now April. It feels like it's well beyond your time to... Uh, well beyond your time to focus on your New Year's resolutions and sticking with them. But I'm here to tell you, it is not too late. That bike is staring me down and being like, you haven't ridden me in a week. Get on it. That's why I put it in That's why I put it in my room uh, where I could see it and it could taunt me endlessly. Get back on that bike. Get back to your New Year's resolutions and get the support and boost you need. That's why Built Bar is here. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They come in amazing flavors, all covered in 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. You can place your candy bars with these and you'll get a healthy and energy boosting snack. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macro shirt. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has almost twice that. They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And I think I saw this month, they've got a, uh, like brownie batter, like chocolate brownie batter. It looks delicious. They're all delicious. They're new flavors coming out all the time. And if they think a flavor might be good, they will make it and it'll be delicious too. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. And use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. The last game of the season is always a bit weird, especially when there's nothing to play for. By the time the Magic tipped off against the Miami Heat on Sunday night, Miami had already clinched the top seed in the East. They sat out Jimmy Butler. They sat out Kyle Lowry. I don't even think they traveled. Bam Adebayo was actually placed in health and safety protocols. Um, I think Tyler Hero sat out as well. So they, this, look, the Magic beat the Heat. Magic fans are happy about that. 
this was not the Miami Heat. Fine, whatever. You take guys, you take teams as you get them. For Magic fans, before the game even started, the Houston Rockets had lost the Atlanta Hawks. The Magic were locked into the second slot in the lottery odds standing. So the Magic will pick no lower than sixth in the NBA draft. They will have a 14% chance of winning the top pick and a 52.1% chance of landing a top four pick. I believe it is a 20% chance of landing the sixth pick. So the Magic, you know, have a wide range of areas of places that they can land. Um, the the odds are always that you, you, you stay in the spot you're in. So those odds are the Magic will end up fifth. Um, those are the best odds, but uh, overall 52% chance of landing the top four. That's all you ask for in a season like this. We will see what happens on lottery day in May 17th. So before the game even started, standings implications for both teams were thrown out the window. Orlando obviously sat their starters. Um, Jalen Suggs has been dealing with an ankle issue. Franz Wagner has been dealing with an ankle issue. Cole Anthony has been dealing with some with, with an issue. Uh, Wendell Carter has been out for the last week and a half because he's too good to play. Um, the magic, the magic works. The magic started only one of their regular starters in Mo Bamba, and Mo Bamba was questionable in the game. It's kind of surprised that he ended up playing uh, anyway, and he played well. This game was weird, and weird in a good way. Um, I don't think either team played with much defensive intensity. Um, I don't think either team, you know, really ran deep into their offense. It was a very kind of freestyle, loose game, and. Again, that's not. I'm not saying that's that's poor effort. I'm not saying anything like that. That's just kind of the attitude about this game. There wasn't really a reason to go hard at each other. Um, neither team really had had the focus or the attention span to do that. Like I said, 108 three pointers taken in this game. Miami shot 50. Orlando shot 58. That is a franchise record for three pointers. Um, and the Magic, you know, just strangely shot the ball better. That's that's what this game came down to. The Magic shot the ball better than the Heat, um, which isn't a sentence you'd get to say very often. Um, all five starters for the Magic scored in double figures. They had two more uh, double-digit scores off the bench. Um, so, you know, things got weird. And so the Orlando Magic won 125-111. Um, they scored 37 points in the second quarter, um, which is when they really took the lead, uh, and they were able to kind of keep the Heat at distance for the rest of the game. Mo Bamba, uh, if this is Mo Bamba's final game in a Magic uniform, he did say after the game that he wants to stay in Orlando, that he is hoping that they'll be able to come to a deal, um, but he's going to let the agents and the contract stuff work itself out. He's going to focus on his work. Um, his restricted free agent is a big storyline. We will get to that um, later in the week as well. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm teasing stuff ahead of the week. I got to save content. Um, but Mo Bamba, 21 points, 7 for 11, shooting 5 for 9 from deep, 10 rebounds, two block shots in 27-45 for him. Uh, Mo was really, really good. Um, you know, was able to when he's able to hit that outside shot, he becomes a really dangerous weapon, a really dangerous player. Um, and it's it, it was just a really, you know, just a really solid game. I mean, obviously he wasn't diving into the lane or anything like that. He was popping out for threes. The Magic were moving the ball really well. They got him open shots. Orlando with 33 assists in this game. We'll get to that number in, in a little more detail coming up. Um, but Orlando did a good job finding him at the three point line. He did a good job knocking those down. That's that's what he does. R.J. Hampton also with 21 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 4 for 7 from deep. He added 6 rebounds and 5 assists. R.J. did some really good things. This game was kind of to his liking. Um, only one turnover in the game, so he really cleaned that up, made some good decisions on the ball. He did play a lot of point guard or a lot of lead ball handler in this game as well. Um, did a good job when he got open to hit those threes, um, but he was good attacking downhill as well, played with a lot of control and poise. So this game, I think, was played to his liking at his pace where he was comfortable again. Not a lot of defense being played, so don't read too deep into this, but 
a career high for RJ Hampton on on his final night of the season. Um, some, it's definitely an interesting season for RJ. We'll we'll see how he continues to develop moving forward. Chuma Okiki, 17 points, made five three pointers, six rebounds, two, uh, a steal and a block. Um, just really, I mean, one of the few guys that was pretty active defensively, I would say. Um, but Chuma was hitting his threes, and and that's how he puts up big numbers. Um, Chuma has been a real streaky three point shooter all year, but he's taken almost exclusively threes all season. So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, we'll again, we'll do more player evaluations starting next week is when I'll start player evaluations. But um, Chuma Okiki, I thought, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Chuma Okiki develops because he was such an exclusive three point shooter this year that um you know we'd like to see him the like to see the magic diversify his game a little bit but they kind of made him a, a spot up three point threat mo wagner 14 points 11 rebounds five assists for him just another solid mo wagner game even though he's five for 11 two for seven from the from beyond the arc one of the few guys that did not shoot the ball well in this game markel fultz 10 points career high 15 assists four turnovers and you got a little loose with the ball i won't lie there he definitely was going for some fancier and flashier passes, but um, overall, Markel Fultz is the guy that really drove the engine. Um, he was on it, get into the paint, and looking to dish out. He was, he was, he was controlling the tempo of the game really, really well for Orlando. And again, don't read too much into this game. Don't read too much into anything that you saw on Sunday night. That Markel Fultz, uh, this is what he does. Um, he is very, very good at kind of keeping at playing at his tempo and getting everyone to play at his tempo too. And, and that's why um, that, he was really, really impressive all game long. Devin Kennedy off the bench scored 15 points, made four of nine three-pointers. He missed one additional uh, two-point field goal. And Ignas Brzezakis, 15 points, six for 10, shooting one for five from beyond the arc. Once again, one of the few guys who did not shoot well from beyond the arc um, to, to close out his season. Orlando shoots 49.5% from the floor, 39.7% from beyond the arc, including a franchise tie, record tying 23 three-pointers, tying that vaunted um, vaunted 2019 at night in Sacramento. Shout out to Jeremy Richardson. Um, Orlando and Miami actually do a really got, good job despite kind of the, the frenzied pace of this game with turnovers. Both only turned the ball over 10 times, so that was not a factor. Um, shout out to our guy, Victor Oladipo. Uh, 40 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 13 for 22 shooting, made 5 three-pointers. Looked like he was keeping Miami in the game by himself um, throughout much of the first half. Uh, he had 25 of those 40 in the first half. Um, quieted down comparatively in the second um, as Orlando was able to build their lead. I mean, this this game really was tight throughout the entire first quarter. Then the Magic started to stretch the lead out. They'd get it to like 10, 12, and then it became just kind of a yo-yo for the rest of the game um, until the late third, early fourth quarter where uh, Miami would bring the lead back down to 6, 5, 4, even 3, and 2. And then Orlando would get a big basket, extend that lead back out, and then it would kind of bounce between that. Um, you know, Again, don't read too much in this game, but very good job by the Magic managing the run that, that Miami put on them, staying in it, staying with their stuff, and eventually finding their way out of it. Um, Javante Smart for Miami also adds 20 off the bench. Haywood Highsmith, 16 uh, in the starting lineup, as you can see. Not the real Miami Heat. Udonis Haslam played 20 minutes in this game. Um, didn't get ejected, so good for him. But um, this was the Udonis Haslam game for Miami. Um, Orlando closes their season with a 125-111 win in front of a sellout crowd at the Amway Center. The Orlando Magic season now over. They finished 22-60. and 60. We'll provide some final thoughts on the season coming up here in just a moment. But first... BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. 
Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So the season's over. Um, the Orlando Magic finished their 2022 season at 22 and 60. They'll have the best odds to win the NBA draft lottery. They'll draft no lower than sixth in the upcoming draft. Um, it is, it, it's it's certainly been uh, an interesting season. Um, in, in one hand, in one respect, yes, this was the first year of a rebuild. As much as some fans hate that framing of the of the story, that's how we have to view this. Um, this was the first year of the team uh, in a full rebuild once again uh, and, and trying to dig their way out. Um, but I, I would argue that this is not like the previous rebuild. Um, this is this does not feel like that endless cycle that the Magic were stuck in over the last decade. It does not feel like this is... It, it, it does not feel like this is something that... that um, is, is the beginnings of problem, the beginnings of a problem. In fact, it, it feels nothing like those years. Like I said, this team did not feel like they were ready for the offseason uh, after Sunday's game. Just watching them, how they were interacting with that last game, with players who were playing in that last game, how they even talked in the postgame press conferences. It did not feel like they were ready for the season to end. And to me, that is a real big thing. Uh, it's not everything. But it is a real big thing that this group is bought in to the vision that Jamal Mosley has for them. Uh, and, and then somewhat by extension to Jeff Weltman. These good vibes, and, and this was a good vibe season. This was a very likable team. Fans who followed this team love the guys on this team. I would tell people, like, these are all children. They, they're act, they're, I mean, they're, 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 they have the joy and, and, and kind of the naivete of children. It's, and it's refreshing to see. Um. These good vibes are no guarantee that this team is going to be successful. It's no guarantee that this team is going to be able to make the step up because hidden underneath all the good signs, the defense playing exceptionally well in the last half of the season, um, the, the, the youth and, and development that we saw from them throughout the course of the year, the uh, excitement that they all have for their future, none of that is a guarantee of anything. There is a lot of work to do on this roster. There's a lot of work to build, a lot of work to grow on this roster. And that was abundantly clear all year. And it's not just because, you know, this team was expected to be bad. It's, it's not that it's the magic are still looking for that lead guy. This is a star driven league. As good as Franz Wagner was, we're not sure he can be a star. 
We're not sure exactly what Markel Fultz will look like over the course of an ADG game season. We still don't know what Jonathan Isaac is. Wendell Carter is a nice player, but is he, you know, at the Joel Embiid level that that centers need to be at? Maybe that's an unfair thing to say. Um, this team is still looking for that guy, that dude. And it's going to be hard to rebuild without him. The Magic are waiting on the NBA draft lottery, and a lot of their future, just like it was last year, will be staked on that. It's important to remember that it's easy to be disappointed in the moment uh, of the NBA draft lottery, but things can still work out for you, um, as it did last year when the Magic got Jalen Suggs and got Franz Wagner. Now, probably one of the most talented draft classes the Magic have ever brought in, uh, as far as multiple multiple guys. But the Magic can't just rely on the lottery. There still needs to be a plan. There still needs to be an idea of how they want to play and who they need to get to get where they want to be. Um, And that's going to be the struggle of the offseason, is effectuating and bringing together that vision. Keeping the positive vibes, keeping the development, keeping the growth that they have, but pushing this team forward, nudging them forward. Like I said earlier, It's easy to be joyful. It's easy to be happy when there's no pressure to win. This team played with zero pressure to win this year. And that was something we all agreed to and something that, um, for the most part, we all thought was the right thing to do for this group. I would say, by the end of the season, I thought they were ready to win. By the end of the season, I was pushing them to be better, to do more. I I, I think that they reached a level where they should begin to expect wins. And as our friend Zach Palmer, former Orlando Magic Daily writer, said, Uh, Entering last night's game, this is the first game where winning matters. Winning matters now. There's going to be pressure to take steps forward. Maybe not playoff pressure. Maybe not pressure to win 41 games or make that kind of a leap. But to make a leap nonetheless, losing by 30, getting blown out every every couple games, that ain't going to do it. That's not going to get the job done. That's not going to be the progress that this team wants to see. But now the Magic have to take those steps forward. Now the Magic have to figure out how to make those steps forward. There is, like I said, a lot of work to do. Orlando has a ton of work to do to get where they need to be. And that work has to start pretty quickly. It starts with each individual getting better. It starts with adding the right player in the draft. It starts with just becoming a better team. This needs to be the last season the Magic are 22-16. and 16. This needs to be the last season where the draft lottery is the focus over the last two weeks. It's time. Rebuilding takes building. It's time to get building. This is a big offseason for Orlando. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter, yes, now, back at R underscore OMD. That was a fun weekend for me with my Twitter account, but I am back back uh, in control after potentially getting hacked. Um, it's, like I said, long story, but you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the line of Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, make Locked On NBA your second listen of the day. From the first jump ball to the play-in tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals, 
Locked On Experts will take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Check it out today, the Locked On NBA podcast. I want to thank everyone who followed us during the course of the season. I want to thank all you listeners. I want to thank everyone um, for sticking with us over the course of the season. A 22-win season is never that much fun. I think we had a lot of fun. I think that we've seen a lot of good things, and I'm excited to see what this team does moving forward. We're not done for the year. Season finale is not till June. We will talk plenty about the Orlando Magic season, recap it, do player evaluations coming up here in the next few weeks. We'll obviously continue our draft coverage. We'll talk about the playoffs as well. Um, and how it relates to Orlando Magic, some of the lessons that maybe we can learn from the teams as they are eliminated from the playoffs, and a whole lot more. So do not click away from Locked on Magic now that the season is over. There's a lot more to come. But I want to thank every single one of you for listening and being part of this journey. Every NBA season is a grind. Every NBA season has its difficulties. It has its ups and downs. Magic fans are some of the greatest fans in the world. I know we're sometimes quiet. I know sometimes we're small in numbers, but we are strong, and and I'm – uh, I've, I've, I've enjoyed, I uh, hopefully you've enjoyed listening to me. I've enjoyed listening to you and talking with you. Of course, you can always interact with me on Twitter um, at Philip R underscore OMD or at Magic Daily. I, I always appreciate and love the conversation I have with what I think is one is, is a great fan base, just waiting for its moment back in the sun. Thank you all for a great season. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and, and, and Locked on Magic, this Philip R. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.